0: Eddie Luisi. He's a stage manager to the stars. That's kind of an interesting tagline. I like that. He's been on Good Morning America for a thousand years, and uh, he's hung out with musicians and actors and comedians and personalities, all sorts. He's he's even hung out with my good pal, Kathy Lee. Really? Because I think Kathy Lee stood in for somebody else when there was a Regis thing. I don't know. Why don't we just talk to Eddie? Ed, what's going on, man? Where are you? You're in uh, your place in New York? I am in New York, and how you doing? Are you doing? doing? Forget
1: about it. (laughs) Yo, yo, wait. Um, So, when did you work with Kathy Lee? So, I've been with GMA, Good Morning America, for over thirty years. And back in the old days, she used to host uh, live with Regis and Kathy Lee. Right. So, I freelanced a few times on that show, but then also she used to fill in for Joan London when Joan London on GMA was, you know, had a day off. So she would do our show for two hours, and then she would run down the block, and she would do her show because she had, like, you know, a five-minute commercial, and she would do two live broadcasts. Man. Wow. Yeah.
0: Did, did she drink as much back then? She <laughs> drank ah. tons. Holy mackerel. That ain't coffee. Uh, okay, look, my first question for you is – it's going to be a long one because I need to set you up a little bit here. This is my impression of you, Eddie, Okay. is that you are – You're this unending energy, you're this ceaseless energy, you are a networker, you're a schmoozer, you're a connector, you're a cheerleader, you love cheering on other people's projects and stuff and connecting people and, you know, you're just just always working to better the world that you are in. And, I don't know, from someone
1: who sucks at all of that stuff, I just want to know, why do you do this? Well, first of all, let me let me thank you for saying that because that was very nice of you, and you really don't suck at it because you're giving me the opportunity right now to be on your show, and we're going to touch hundreds of thousands of people, you know, in Canada and all around the world. So um, you're doing a pretty good, darn good thing yourself. Yeah, but I, what I'm saying, Eddie, is that I <laughs> I don't
0: I don't want to get involved in that many people's lives. I'm far more interested in my own life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah and you know I'm interested in my own life. I'm interested in my families. So I'm married, I have four kids um, but i'm part of part of my mission on this earth, part of my destiny, my passion is to help others. um I think that's what God put me on this earth for, so in addition to helping myself, taking care of myself, taking care of my family, my friends. Yeah, I help strangers out, and, and having the opportunity and being blessed to work at GMA, Good Morning America, for over 30 years, I have met the best of the best in all fields of the business, and and, and I have a pretty good personality, and I, and I click with certain people, and I always have business cards, and I'm handing out business cards, so I'm making connections so, so I could help others. Now, I tell a lot of people, like, I can't give you a job. I can't hire you. I'm not in that position, yeah. but... I know people that I could steer you into different directions. So, if if a college student or a musician or an author or a, any type of person is looking for something, I say, hey, look, I I could connect you this way, and I'll try to help you out. So, I, I have tons of people and organizations and charities that I try to help out, and I'm, I'm very blessed that that. In addition to meeting my wife at Good Morning America, she was a producer there. Marrying her and having you know wonderful children, I also have met and worked with all these people and I have fun. I love my job. Good morning America is such a cool gig.
0: Yeah. Okay, so I think I just finally figured out something. Okay. You're one of those irritating morning people, aren't you? Yes. I am.
1: Yeah you see. I am. But the interesting thing is I, u- I play guitar, and I used to play in rock band, so I used to be up till 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Now I wake up at you know 2 Four or 3 or o'clock, o'clock in the morning, in the morning so oh. I just turn my whole life around. Did you say uh, 2 or 3 why? in the morning? Why? You don't need to be up that ah. early. Come yeah. on. So, so three days a week, I wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I get ready. I have an hour drive. During that hour drive, I listen to podcasts or I listen to music. And then two days a week, there's a 24-hour chapel, it's a Catholic chapel, and I go and I spend an hour, two days a week, and I just, I read, I pray, I meditate, it's my quiet time, it's the best time in the world. Gee whiz.
0: Um, You know what I want to know, Eddie, is I want to know the meeting your wife at Good Morning America story. I want to know the story.
1: Oh, this is a great story. I I think I could say it. Um, Well, I I might edit a few things. Okay. All right, all right. (laughs) Taking notes now. (laughs) So we were on a week-long trip. It was uh, it was coast to coast. It was starting in California, going ending in Boston. And GMA booked their own. I think it was a seven forty-seven jet. So so we could travel because we were going from state to state to state. And we had our own um, airline crew, and we developed a nice friendship. So after we after like the first day, after we do a shoot, I'd walk on the on the airplane and have a mimosa ready for me. And so my wife, Liz, I call her Lizzie, Lizzie Louise, um we just hit it off really well, and she was coordinating the audience um, at each place, and I was the stage manager. So at one point, um, people knew that I was kind of liking her, and, and we were kind of together, but nothing was happening. So at one point, we were, I think we were by Duke University, North Carolina, somewhere around there, and we were inside a local pub and we were hanging out and Liz was at the bar hanging out with some people and she was talking to this one camera guy, Tony, and I was by the piano. My one friend was playing the piano and I was sitting with him and I was, you know, telling him chords and, and, and lyrics and this and that. So we kinda separated. By the end of the evening, Joan London, my dear friend, told me, she goes, I think you're gonna lose um, I think you're gonna lose Liz to Tony. I said, oh, really? Oh. So Liz gets up and goes to the restroom. So, what do I do? I follow her. So, she Boom. goes in the restroom. She comes out of the restroom, and I grab her by the face, and I give her the biggest kiss. And she <laughs> stops, looks at me, and she kisses me back. And that's it. One kiss, and I got her. But I'm Blea! Well done! Well played! Zaguramu! much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when we got married, we got married on Cape Cod because she's a Cape Cod girl. Yeah. And I wrote a song. I, I, like, uh, you, know, you know, I've been a church musician, and I've done you know, a lot of clubs and bars and stuff like that. But I wrote a song for her for the wedding called um, um, Cape Cod Beach Country Girl. I got married this morning to a Cape Cod Beach Country Girl, and I just wrote the story of us dating and stuff and it nice. has a little humor to it so i have to record it one day get it on your show
0: i like, <laughs> I like it um yeah. okay eddie let's go to i want to go right to uh, oops i just dropped that name that's a game we play on our show every once in a while oops drew, i just yeah. dropped that name drew always wins yes who was the celebrity that you met that you got all fanboy over nathan
1: east do you know nathan east is
0: why don't I know that?
1: I don't know do either. The kids, Nathan, do the kids Nathan know?
0: Girls, do you know East. Nathan East?
1: Who's Nathan East? So Nathan East right now is doing this wonderful solo career. But prior to that, he is the legendary bass player that plays with everyone from Eric Clapton to Phil Collins. He, he has recorded with everyone. He's the most recorded bass player ever. Okay. All right. And we were in the studio. You want me to tell the story? Is, he, is he
0: more recorded than Lee Sklar?
1: Yes, of course. Wow. Now, Lee was popular, but I guess Lee was more in the 60s and 70s. Yeah. Um, Nathan is still going, and, and he's still doing it. He also, he's a founding member of 4Play, which is a four-piece jazz yeah. band that plays around all the time. Okay. Um, do you want me to tell you that little story?
0: I would love for you to tell me that little story.
1: Okay, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm in Good Morning America studio. I hear the best of the best all the time. I'm at the edge of the studio, Right. And this is before the show, and we're doing sound check. I hear a bass player, and I turn around. And I said, "Wow, this is the best bass player I ever heard in my life." And I look, and I see this guy with this big smile, and I say, "Nathan East," because I know a lot of you know the background musicians and yeah, stuff. And yeah. I go over, I shake his hand, this and that. I said, "Oh, great meeting you." So he has a Yamaha bass, but it's not just any Yamaha. It's the Nathan East Signature Bass. Ooh. So I say, hey, Nathan, I say, whoa, pretty snazzy, look at you, you got your own bass. And he's very humble, very modest, put his head down, this and that. So we finished a sound check, everybody leaves. I get a, scotch, a piece of Scotch tape, and I put a long piece of Scotch tape on his guitar, and I sign my name. I think even my friend Steve Rubinaccio, who's the camera guy, <laughs> I think he signed too, so we both signed the guitar. So two hours later, we're doing the show. Nathan comes to the set to go live, and he's performing with Babyface. And he, he, like, you can see like fire in his eyes, like, what happened to my bass? And he gets up to his bass, and he sees Scotch tape, and he sees my name is Stevie's, and he starts laughing. From then on, we became best buddies. We're, we're like friends for the past 20 years. He's just absolutely awesome.
0: Did you grab him by the face and kiss him by the bathroom? <laughs>
1: yeah. You know what? I wanted to. But I was to be very professional because I was on the set. You know, when yeah. I did that with Lizzie, I wasn't on
0: the set. No, you know? yeah, you got to be careful with that stuff. Yeah. Um, okay, who is the celebrity that. Um... <laughs> He's not going to answer that question, Drew. That's why I stopped. <laughs> No, okay. This Go is what ahead. I wanted. Just, this is what hey, I want to know. I what was, uh, what was it like? Did you hang out much with Sting? Because he's one of my all-time. I'd like to interview him because I think he'd be a really hard interview, and that's what I love. I love interviewers that don't want to be asked. So, tell me about your career. When did you start playing guitar? You know, just the tiny talent time questions. And I think Sting would be a pain in the butt to interview.
1: Um. Sting came on the show once, and I also worked the Grammy Lifetime Achievement Awards um, with him. Oh, wow. And he's a very quiet, very, very to-himself person. Yep. And he actually sang with a wonderful piano player, and I can't think of the guy's name, but I'll I'll think of it later. I'll let you know. But Herbie Hancock, maybe?
0: Oh, Okay, that'll work.
1: But Sting just sat on a stool, and Herbie just, he was the star, and he did his thing, and then Sting just sang his part, and I was said he was quiet. Yeah, And he was really nice. If anybody wants to take a picture, we'll take a picture with him. Um, it was funny. We had Phil Collins on the show once, and he came early, and he was hanging with the crew, and we were by the, by the kitchen. Yeah. And he's, like, just hanging, and we were, like, small talk. And I say, hey, man, I said, can you play Wipeout? And he looked at me, and with his fingers, he did Wipeout with his fingers. It was the coolest. Wow. <laughs> was, I saw everybody you know, play Wipeout, and he did it for me. That's funny. So he was good.
0: I can imagine a lot of the celebs, well, maybe I'm wrong. I guess you get two types. Some of the celebs would be like, "Oh, I, all I want to do is hang out with the crew because they're normal. And then other celebs are like, there's no way I'm hanging What are you, crew? Go away.
1: <laughs> well, so, the interesting thing, So, so two things. GMA has been around for, I don't know, 40 years, 45 years. We used to be in a smaller studio uptown called TV2, and that was a small crew. It was like four cameras, two stage managers, um, and a and, and bunch of stage hands and audio and, and all that. But it was a family type thing, so yeah. it was a tiny green room. So when the celebs came out, yes, they wanted to hang with us because it was this family type, smaller atmosphere. Now at Times Square Studio, we're we're downtown, we have this massive upstairs studio, we have a studio audience of a hundred something, we have green rooms, we have dressing rooms, we have different producers that will grab people and escort them. So it's more isolated stuff, so they're not really hanging with us. The only time you'll get a celebrity, and this is mainly musicians that will hang out, was they have to come in early for sound check right 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 So we, we sound check at 545 mm-hmm. in the morning. so at that oh. point I could feel them out and I could see you know if they want to chit chat or not if they're joking around.
0: <laughs> you know what when you're doing a sound check at 545 and you're a musician, you know like, you're, you're, you, you, you're, you're used to going to bed at that time I would imagine that they would just stay up from whatever they did the night before and maybe some of them have come in off their face like just still you know rolling from the substances they took not too long ago.
1: Has that ever happened? Um, once or twice but, <laughs> but, but most of the time They're really cool They know what they're yeah. doing Hopefully they didn't have a gig before Sometimes they had a gig before And they were on the bus But they slept on their bus and stuff And they came in and have a lot of coffee And they do their thing But they, yeah, I'm sorry, like, they have a bro. lot of what? They do their coffee Coffee, coffee. Yeah. coffee. You like that, huh? Well, that's kind of new for us you know? That or well, Coffee Like, what's this coffee? It's coffee <laughs> It's <laughs> Tim Horton's coffee <laughs> What part of New York do you think I'm from? Um, Eastside What? Eastside Brooklyn oh, I'm in a borough A borough of, of New York Oh, I don't know Eastboro?
0: West? Queens Queens
1: Yo, come on I don't know What do I know? I know nothing
0: <laughs> When I go to New York, I go to Chelsea I'll well, like, tell you something I don't hang out with che- the...
1: Chelsea's good You it's, guys are from where? Canada?
0: Yeah, Toronto. Okay.
1: Yeah. Toronto. I was going,
0: eh? Quickly, what I want to know is when I when Kathy Lee invites me on to the set of your competition show, the yeah. Today Show. I saw a photo of you on
1: your website with her.
0: Yeah. Um, so when I'm on the set, you know, and, and the hosts invite friends on or whatever, and does that frustrate you as a, a stage manager because this schmuck is always in the way and get out of the way and you're in the shot and why are you standing there and yet they're the friend of the host and you're like, oh, do I yell
1: at this person, do I not? Does that frustrate you? No. If they're friends of the host or friends of exec or friends of producers... You can't yell at uh, them. Well, I don't want to yell at them, but (laughs) but basically we we have audience, we have crew, we have family members and friends. Even our show, even though we have a studio audience upstairs, we have a downstairs studio where we do the first hour and ten minutes, which is more newsy. Mm. And we have an audience outside with windows So Robin Roberts, Michael Strahan, George, Lara, Amy, they're always waving to the audience. And there are times that um, Robin will go over to security and say, see, those people bring them in. So I'm, like, welcoming to them. I'm friendly to them. I joke with them. You know, I ask them for their money and all that sort of stuff. Sure, sure.
0: Okay. I just wanted to know how frustrating I would be on set. What do you think, Tim?
1: Well, you're pretty tall, too, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. I'd be a little scared of you, I think. A little shine off his head a little, with the lights. little glow. Yeah, yeah. It would be a little awkward.
0: Hey, a quick shout-out to our mutual friend, Reba Riley. Yay, yeah, hey, Reba! What a great girl she is. Yes. She wrote, oh, what was it called again? Reba, what's the name of your book again? Post-Traumatic Church Syndrome. There it is. Why didn't I get that? Post-Traumatic Church Syndrome. What a great name for a book. Yeah. So yeah. good. And what a great human being. All right, just before we say goodbye, Eddie, do you think there's a God? Yes. Yes. Do you know there's a God, or do you believe there's a
1: God? You know, that's, that's a question I guess you could ask to one of your ex-guests uh, uh, and friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilland. He, he, like, says, scientifically, there's a God. I mean, when, when you look at the universe, when you look at inside the body, all, all, the, all the different cells, the thousands of cells and how things work, and, and you just look at the world, yeah, there got to be a God. Do I know for sure? Of course not. But do I believe? Yes, that's called faith. Did you grow up in it, or did you buy into it later? I grew up in the Catholic faith. Yeah. Um, I was a church musician at age 12, back in the 70s, doing folk mass music. But at that time, it wasn't religious. It wasn't spiritual for me. I just was a younger kid playing guitar, so I I wanted to learn, so I was playing with older kids. Hmm. It didn't happen until, like, my 30s or 35s that I started getting more into my religion, which was still Catholicism. But then... Just recently, less than 10 years, my son Andrew got into into faith religion, and he was studying at Wake Forest and and getting into philosophy, and he was introducing me to different religions, different spiritualities. He turned me on to The Secret, you know, the documentary and books on Netflix, which is more spirituality. They talk universe. They don't talk God. Uh, uh, What else? um, uh, What's the other thing? uh, With God, there's that one book conversations with god he turned me on to that right and that that's not you know jesus or anything at all and that's, but i'm open to everything you know and and i think if, if my god if there's a god and i believe there's a god he's open to everything she's open to everything god's open to everything i don't think there's one narrow path do i believe heaven and hell and purgatory i did when i was growing up i don't know if i do anymore right. I, I can't believe that a loving god will send a person a human being that's on this earth 70 80 90 years and you mess up and also now you're going to be in tormented hell for for eternity yeah. that just doesn't go with me can we make our own heaven and hell on earth of course you know you know a circumstance happens or somebody gets sick or somebody hurts you lose your job somebody's mean to you they cut you off you you could be angry with them and 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 get yourself all riled up and you could experience hell on earth or you could just kind of deal with it and kind of go within and and move on and and try to find the positive and that's finding um, heaven on earth.
0: Have you ever found yourself being the stage manager talking to some guest and all of a sudden the God stuff comes up and you get so passionate about it and you're chatting away and Jesus this or God that or I don't know whatever you're saying and then you know someone sort of pulls you aside later your boss or something and says dude stop talking about God so much. Has that ever happened to you?
1: No, it's never happened that anybody pulled me off and said, stop talking about God. Um, If you saw me, I have two tattoos on the inside of my forearms. One on my left arm says, blessed. The other one says, forgiven. And they're like around maybe eight inches big. Um, I did that for for a few reasons. First of all, it was kind of a dare with my son when he was getting tattoos. But I said, if I'm going to get a tattoo, I'm going to get them bigger. I'm going to get two of them. and, And... Blessed and forgiven is a daily reminder for me when I look in my arms that I know that I'm blessed and I'm forgiven. I'm blessed by God, I'm blessed by Jesus, uh, forgiven for my past sins, my, my present sins, my future, and then also it's for people, guests, celebrities that see me and they see it and it's so cool and and, and they want to have conversation. I don't bring up ministry at all, but they just see who I am, they see the tattoos, audience members, people want to take pictures with me, and then Robin Roberts, who's a dear friend, and she's also a friend in the spirit, 111. We didn't mention that, but that's a ministry that I do, but she tells me, Eddie, you know, every time as a stage manager, when you're standing by that camera and you have your arm up, I see that I'm blessed, and I see that I'm forgiven. And this is Robin Roberts, who goes on national TV, who, who touches millions of people's lives, and I'm touching her with my tattoos, with my personality, with my, with my laughter, with my own spirituality. Mm. So, so God has blessed me in that way.
0: You know the tattoo I think you should get on your forearm next is Leviticus 1928. Which is? It says, uh, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourself.
1: Yeah, I heard that from somebody the other day. But because because
0: I know a guy, there's a guy up our way, his name's Bruxy Cavey, and uh, the meathead sitting across the table from me, uh, Tim the Tool, he's got it on his arm and and it's a great way to have a conversation about well, Jesus actually wasn't all about the rules like the Old Testament scriptures were. And then you get into some interesting, well, then, you know, do you get tattoos? Do you not get tattoos? What was Jesus about? It's not about the rules. It's about the, the spirit of the law, not the leather of the law, blah, blah, blah. I think I just said hey, the hey, leather Jesus of the broke law. the rules, right? He was breaking the rules. Yeah. So. You're an interesting dude, man. Very interesting. Next time I'm down that way, I might knock on your door. Would that be
1: okay? That would be wonderful. I don't know if you'd... You might need a but restraining But I think order. if I get you on the set, then we have to go out to breakfast, too, because I love to eat. Yeah, but what time do you have breakfast? Two? Two in the morning? I have multiple breakfasts. I, I have a breakfast at 5 o'clock. I have another one at 9 a.m. I have another one at 11 or 12. <laughs> uh, in in, in uh, Texas, New York, they have the Big Texan. They have the 72-ounce steak challenge. Come you on. ever hear about that? Come on. I did it, man, on the set, live. Good morning, America. I did it in an hour. I'm called the steak man.
0: Yeah, you're also called the Metamucil man. You wouldn't be able to poop (laughs) for a
1: week after that. Well, the interesting thing is after I did that, they interviewed me the next day. They said, how'd you feel? I said, uh, when I got home, I got hu- I was hungry. I had some Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. And then he was hungry again because he just had Chinese food. Okay. <laughs> hey, listen, Eddie, uh, great to chat with you. Here's a website for everyone, fencescomingdown.com. So much more to talk about. We don't have the time, uh, but this is an interesting dude. Follow him, uh, creep on him, whatever you need to do. Fencescomingdown.com. Eddie Luisi is the man who we've been chatting with. Dude, so good to chat with you. Thank you. I appreciate
1: um, this time. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, man. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye.